So we hear the word of the Lord for us this morning, my friends, and let's uh, turn our attention again to the gospel of, of Matthew in uh, chapter 25. If you have your Bibles with you, maybe you want to take some notes, so grab a piece of paper and a, a pen or pencil, and let's work through uh, another one of these verses of this parable of what we know concerning the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. Now, we here at Bethany have been going through this the last few weeks of Lent, so those of you who may be new with us today, you can find uh, messages of the, uh, the messages from this parable recorded on YouTube. Uh, feel free later on in the day to go back and, um, uh, and, and hear about uh, what we're talking about in this parable, because today we're going to pick it up at verse 21, and you can get some backfill from these past messages, uh, getting you into uh, maybe a little bit more understanding of, of where we are today. And, and by the way, that'll put you in touch with some social media that will be speaking to something other than the coronavirus and all that we're dealing with as a globe, a humanity, and, 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 a, and a community. I'm guessing that many of us at this point in time are longing for a, a message of joy and, and hope as people bombarded right now with bad news. And, and that's what we're going to hear today, a message of joy as it comes from this master. This master who calls us the landowner, who calls us his servants, the word is actually slaves, doulos, those who belong to somebody, that is, we belong to the master, the landowner. We know that, that the master is the Lord, Jesus Christ, and we are his, and we belong to him. And so we're called then to manage as stewards of the kingdom, the master's kingdom, all of life and all of its resources for his praise and for his glory. This is the privilege we've been given. The privilege we've been given as God's people. Servants of the master. Stewards of the kingdom. The privilege that we've been given. Called to grasp the depth of this privilege. And then the opportunities to exercise what we've been given to manage. As the privilege of being the master's servants. So let's hear today about this joy that I alluded to a moment ago, which comes from the master. Let's pick it up about the master, the landowner, speaking a word of joy. I don't know if Jesus actually looks like this, but I love this picture of him because it, it, for me, it expresses in my heart a real sense of joy that's coming from him. Um, a look of, of gladness in, in his heart of what he's, been, he's relating to at, at the moment. Um, I hope that speaks to you a little bit as we hear the word from verse 21. Well done, the master replies. And he's speaking to those first two servants. The one who was given five bags of gold and the one who was given two bags of gold. He says the same thing to both of them. He says, well done, good and faithful servant, or, or servants as we know it, these two. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The master expressing joy in how his servants have responded to his giving them abandoning to them, calling them to manage what he gave them 
five bags of gold, two bags of gold. We know it's not just gold that we manage. We know it's just not talents or money. It's all of life. It's all of life's resources. This is what the, the landowner, the master, gave his servants to manage was all that belonged to him to begin with. And he responds in joy and gladness. You have done well. In fact, in verse 21... In that first part of the verse, he uses a couple of words there. He says, well done, good, and faithful servant. In the joy of the master, he is expressing accolades for those, for those faithful servants, those two. It's like, it's like he had a gold star to stick on them. Remember those gold stars from, from school? It was such a, a joy to, to get a gold star from the, from the teacher when uh, they acknowledged an, an accolade, well done. You did your math, well. You got that history test uh, done, well. You got a perfect on your spelling, t- whatever it was, right? To get a gold star, that kind of accolade meant a lot. And this is what the, the master is expressing in joy. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, Jesus picks up on two particular words here to express his joy as it comes in the word good and faithful. In the language that Jesus is speaking, good relates to the character of the person he's speaking to as that character is showing forth. In joy, the master is speaking to these first two servants about their character, their integrity, inside. We might call it their faith. And how that character of faith, of life, was showing forth in them. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Your trustworthiness of what I've given you, what I've placed into your hands, what I've called you to manage. You have shown your character to be trustworthy. Both of these qualities that the master is acknowledging here is what is important to him, the master, and what brings the master joy. So when good and faithful are used to describe us as God's people, good and faithful being descriptive of us because we know his grace, because we know his goodness, his faithfulness to us, that he is trustworthy. He is acknowledging, the master is acknowledging his work in you and me. And that brings him joy, brings him gladness, my friends. But here's where we find ourselves as God's people, don't we? In this series that we're moving through with this, um, uh, this, this parable, we're also finding points of, of repentance. Forgive us, Father. And particularly for, for today, in this instance, where the one servant who was given one bag of gold is not given any accolades. There is no joy in the master from this servant. And so we pray, Father, forgive us for that which would describe us, not in your joy, but in our sinfulness. As Jesus uses these words concerning this servant, you wicked, lazy servant father. May that never be used to describe me in your kingdom. Wicked or lazy? And the master says of this servant, take that bag of gold. Take that which I have entrusted to him away from him. He's not worthy. He's not trustworthy to have what I've given to him. And throw that worthless servant outside. 
brothers and sisters, don't our hearts cry out, Lord, forgive us? When we in our managing of life and its resources in your eyes are seen to be wicked or lazy, when we are deserving to have that which you've given to us to manage taken away from us, we deserve that, Lord. We even deserve to be thrown out and cast out of your presence. Lord, forgive our stewarding for not sharing in what brings you joy. Our hearts cry out to you, O Lord. The master goes on in this dialogue with these servants. We pick it up in the second half of verse 21. The master in his joy says, You, these two servants, have been faithful with a few things, so I will put you in charge of many things. You see, the accolades for these servants from the master in his joy moves from well done, good and faithful, now to the master's approval. You have been faithful with a few things. And because of that, your character, your trustworthiness has been shown, and so I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Friends, before we hear this word in our own lives, it's the word that, uh, this word of truth which is spoken over the one who left heaven, who took on our human flesh, in this human nature lived a perfect sinless life, the one who was fulfilling the law perfectly as he managed life and all of its resources as the Father's Son, as our Messiah, Jesus our Savior. That's why the Spirit can say of the Master's, the Father's happiness, joy, and gladness of His one and only Son. From Romans chapter 1, we hear that Jesus, through the Spirit of holiness, was appointed the Son of God in power by His resurrection from the dead. The Father, giving His approval over His Son, His work of salvation, that Jesus Christ, our Lord, through Him, we would receive grace we would receive our master's approval. Why? Because our sins are forgiven. Because the spirit of, of power, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of the character of the Lord and his trustworthiness now lives in you and me. These are the promises of our baptism. These are the promises of faith that's renewed every day as we live as God's people. This is the approval of the Heavenly Father over His Son, Jesus, in your life and mine. That we now are God's people who have been graced in every way as His stewards and managers of His kingdom. Spirit of grace that calls us in the character and the trustworthiness of Christ Himself to manage all of life and its resources. To manage the grace that we have been given in the forgiveness of sins. To manage the fruit of the Spirit that lives within us. To show forth that character and that trustworthiness that brings joy to our Master is within us. We have it. We possess it. To know that those skills and gifts and abilities that we've had a chance to hone over time through education and training at work and experience that those are used by the Lord God Almighty to build up not, not just the kingdom, but to, to be a blessing to others in life. This is good and it pleases the Lord. To know that those 
those spiritual gifts given to each one of us, at least one spiritual gift, are used to build up the body of Christ that his mission and message would be known through you and me as faithful managers of what he's called us to be about as his people. And that all the other blessings in life, represented here in this uh, slide by the tree, all those blessings of life, like relationships, uh, like the body of, of Christ in our fellowship, like, uh, like uh, managing his mission, like the clothes we've been given, the job we've been given, uh, all of that, Lord, uh, friends, is what we are called to manage in that character and trustworthiness of his spirit who lives within us. And how apropos it is that the joy of our master is exercised then in this Bible verse that we're committing to memory for us this month. The Spirit led us to uh, this Bible verse for this month of March, and it sure has spoken to uh, what we've been going through in this, this parable and in our lives right now. The Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, Paul is reminding Timothy. But the Spirit we have gives us dynamite. Dynamis gives us power and love, agape, and it gives us self-discipline. This is what brings the master, our master, joy. When this spirit that God gives to us, not making us cowardly in these times in the management of life, but giving us the opportunity to exercise power. Power is that godly strength moving within us, His Spirit, that shows forth then the very character of the Lord, the trustworthiness of that Spirit of the Lord in managing what I've been given. Good and faithful servant that I've been called to be in the forgiveness that I know when I trip up and fail, back to that calling of character and trustworthiness of the Spirit, the power of God within me. That exercises then love, selfless living, that allows us to exercise the grace that we each possess, for which we are each approved to be a blessing then to others. A blessing to others. Now, some of you are saying, ah, but Pastor Tim, I'm quarantined at home right now. How can I be a blessing to others? Right now, in our state of Virginia, we're not under those kinds of quarantine guidelines, and we're not asked to do that yet. So maybe we still can have a little bit of, of, of social distancing touch with, with one another in caring for each other. But I want to share and invite you into a resource that was sent to those of you who are part of Bethany. Uh, those of you who are viewing and would like to receive this, we'll send this to you if you just let us know. But you received this last week on Friday, a weekly prayer schedule. This is how we can show love for one another, selfless, caring love in this difficult time, even when we're quarantined. This prayer schedule for us gives us an opportunity to pray for a specific topic on each day of the week, and it suggests that we come together and do this at 10 o'clock every morning. So that you know that at 10 o'clock in the morning, wherever your brothers and sisters in Christ in the Fellowship of Bethany are at, we're pausing on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, etc. At 10 a.m. in the morning, praying for that which is suggested for you to pray for. For instance, on Sunday, let's pray for our churches. Not just here in America, but across the globe. On Monday, we pray for the sick. On Tuesday, we pray for our health care workers. 
On Wednesday, we pray for the vulnerable. On Thursday, we pray for those who lost their job because of this uh, coronavirus, this, this pandemic. On Friday, we pray for our leaders. And on Saturday, we pray for students and families and all that has disrupted their lives. So we come together and pray in uh, this kind of way uh, right now, friends, in a way that allows us to, to show selfless living, that agape kind of love that we have as a blessing for one another. Under, then, that self-discipline, the Spirit giving to us self-discipline, which allows us to embrace a bigger picture of His will in my life. That will for our lives right now, particularly in this time of this pandemic, is to trust and hope. We will get through this. There might be more difficult times ahead of us. In fact, there probably will be. There are many people around the globe right now who are struggling with just the daily necessities of, of food and water. There are people in our country and around the globe who are losing loved ones even as we speak. We might lose family members. We might lose some of our loved ones here at Bethany or from those of you who are watching. But this gift of self-discipline that we've been given in the Lord allows us to embrace that bigger picture of his will. That will which welcomes us into his kingdom in eternity through Jesus Christ even in times of challenge, difficulty, and loss. So we live in peace. And we live in the steadfastness of the Spirit. We live in the joy of our Master, expressed then in this final section of verse 21 in his affirmation, where he says to us, his people, come and share your Master's happiness. Happiness. You know what that word is? It's the word we know in English as joy. I don't know why it's translated here in the English into happiness, but it comes from the Greek word kara or charis, of which we get also the word grace, joy, a gift given to us which, which is part of our life and our identity regardless of the circumstances that are going around, on around us. And this is the affirmation of the master. Come and share in your master's joy for that's what our master wants my friends he wants us to share in his joy in eternity and even now these days in that character and trustworthiness of Christ Jesus who lives in us as we're called to manage life and all of its resources for his glory so to know and express our our master's joy it was summed up by the Spirit for us in that reading that Marta shared with us in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8, 9, and 10. Let me share that with you as we close this morning. The Spirit reminds us, You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live, then, as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Ah, the joy of the Master. And we're given that final word of encouragement, find out what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord is to share in his joy, now, in these days, and unto life everlasting. May we know this holy pursuit, his joy. Let's pray.
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of hearing your word today, a word that speaks to us in the midst of some very dark times that we are light because of you, the light of the world, that speaks of joy in some very joyless, it seems, times right now, that speaks to us of the, the call of, of holiness, of pursuing that which brings you joy. Father, we want to be about that as your people, your servants, your men and women. May this be our lives defined by your spirit. A spirit of power and love and self-discipline, even in these times. Father, as we close this time in your word, we do so with repentant hearts. And we give to you the cries of our, our spirits, repenting before you, confessing our sins, that we would be assured of the forgiveness that we know in Jesus Christ. Come, friends, and join with us as we pray in these words together. Heavenly Father, as your people... We long for your word to lead us into all truth. Like a double-edged sword, pierce our souls in contrition for our sinfulness and cut away that which keeps us from walking in your ways. We repent that as your stewards, we have failed to grasp the privilege we have been given to manage all that you have given us. We repent that we have neglected the faithful managing of all of life and its resources that come from you. Forgive us. We repent that we have often failed in sharing in your joy of what you desire from us as your faithful steward. Forgive us. Jesus paid the price for our redemption. In his name we repent. Amen. My brothers and sisters, hear the word of the Lord for you, a word of hope and forgiveness that our Heavenly Father has poured out His abundant grace into our hearts and lives. A grace that frees us from our chains of sin, that brings us into freedom and joy of the kingdom and to manage all of life's blessings to His glory and praise in a character and trustworthiness that reflects Christ Jesus living in each one of us. Your sins are forgiven you, and you are called into the Master's joy by the power of the Spirit, the Spirit of His power, His love, His self-discipline, which lives in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may God's people say, Amen. Amen. And let's join together in song. Amazing grace.